Shalom Aleichem, on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to Take 10 for Talmud. We are recording in Silver Spring, Maryland, and are so glad that you can join us. Gitin Dafya Dalid, Gitin 14b, pagination is 28. About a third of the way down, you'll see in the middle of the line are two dots, and then we begin with the presentation of a seemingly contradiction about the following case. Holech mone liploni. A person says, take this coin to so-and-so, different place. He's designating the person that's in front of him as a messenger to bring the coin to somebody in a different place. Vaholach, this messenger went, ubiksho, and he searched for the beneficiary. Velomatsa when he didn't find him alive, but rather that he had already passed on. Tani Choda, one Brisa, has the ruling, the money shall be returned to the person who sent it. Vitanya Idoch and a different Brisa, equally authoritative, issues a different ruling and says, that the money should be given to the Yarshim, the inheritors of the beneficiary. So, this messenger certainly is in a quandary if he's a learned man. He's learnt, on the one hand, a ruling from one Brisa that he should give it back to the person who sent him the money. On the other hand, he's learning that he should give it to the inheritors of the beneficiary. What should he do? How do we resolve these two brises. So the first reaction of the Gemara is Lema Bahakamifligi, perhaps the two brises are arguing. And they're arguing in a principle, the Savar that one opinion says that when you say Holech, take this coin, it's as if you're allowing the person to acquire it at that moment for the beneficiary. And therefore at the time of the gift, the beneficiary was still alive, so you were able to acquire it for him. Later he died. This was one of his assets. This coin, wherever it was, belonged to him at that point. And therefore the coin now belongs to the inheritors, and that's who you should give it to. Omar Savar and the other Brisa is holding, Holech Lav Kizchi, that when a person says, go take it, He's making you a messenger. He's not authorizing you to acquire it for the beneficiary. And that would indeed resolve the contradiction. It's two different rulings, it's a machlokis, and we would have to know how we paskin. The Gemara continues and essentially tells us that that's not the way we approach these two brises. Amar Rav Abba said, Everybody agrees that Holech is not allowing the messenger to acquire it at that moment. And that's the way we paskin, that Holech is not Kizuchi. So that explains part of the equation. The equation that it was not acquired by the beneficiary, and by the time you find him, he can't make a Kenyan because he's dead, so you're going to give it back to the original owner. But it does not explain the other ruling that said 
that you should give it to the inheritors of the beneficiary. Velokasha. Ravabra Bamamal says you have to resolve this contradiction in a different way. If a healthy person is giving the gift, then there is no Kenyan until you get to the beneficiary and he makes a Kenyan. And if by the time you get there he's dead, he can't make a Kenyan, then it's not his. And in that case, with a healthy giver, you're going to end up in this case refunding his money. But if the giver is a Shechiv Meirah, as we discussed in the previous session, a person who's on his deathbed. So there's a Takana Durabonon, rabbinic legislation, that whatever he says should be considered a done deal, even without a Kenyan, an act of acquisition. So that if, for example, the person who's on his deathbed makes a statement that he wants a certain gift to go to his beloved cousin, wherever, we don't say, okay, let's get witnesses and let's start making a Kenyan and let's gift it and write it up in a document. We don't do any of that. We don't need to. We have the right, by this rabbinic legislation, to simply say to the dying man, it's a done deal. You want that asset to go to that person, consider it done. Because we're worried that the person will become very agitated and it will exacerbate his health condition if we start making all kinds of conditions in order to make this gift work. He feels he only has a few moments to accomplish this and you're being difficult. And therefore it's binding simply by his say-so. If so, this coin was gifted by a shchiv meirah even if by the time you get to the beneficiary, you find the beneficiary is dead, he has already acquired this during his lifetime because the person gifting it was a shchiv meirah. And a shchiv meirah's statement is as good as done. It's as if there was already a Kenyan. This is the resolution proposed by Ravaba Barmamo. One case is a bari, a healthy person, as the person giving the gift, and the other case is a shchiv meirah, as the person giving the gift. The Gemara continues and tells us two opinions which are codified in Halacha, in Choshen Mishpat, Simen Kuf Chaf Hei, one opinion from Rav Zvid, and one approach from Rav Papa, and both of these are going to play on this Shchiv Meirabori type of scenario. Rav Zvid Omar, Rav Zvid said, Let's consider both prices approaching the case as a case of a Shchiv Meirah. The person who's gifting the coin is deathly ill. But it depends if the recipient was alive at the time that the gift was made. Or if the recipient was no longer alive at the time that the gift was made. In other words, 
A shechiv meiraz words are binding. It's considered a kinyan. And the fact that the beneficiary died after the statement doesn't bother us as far as his acquisition goes because he's already acquired it and it'll go to his inheritors. But if he was not even alive at the time that the statement was made, then it's a zechia betaus. It's one big mistake. And therefore, it does not go to the inheritors. It gets refunded to the person who gifted it. The other approach is Rav Papa Omar, Havaha Bivari. Both cases are with a bari, with a healthy person. Hadamayis Mikabel Bechaye Nosein. If the recipient dies during the lifetime of the giver, then he's not going to get the gift because it's a standard case of a healthy person giving a gift and the recipient is no longer alive by the time he's supposed to receive it. But what's so special about Rav Papa's answer is the next statement. If the giver were to die during the life of the recipient, and then even if the recipient is dead by the time the messenger gets to him, it will be appropriate to give it to the children, to the Yarshim. Why? Because there's a concept called mitzvah lekayim divrei hames. If an intermediary, a messenger, is holding assets, and the person who sent them sent him with the assets dies, then the statement that he made ends up being in the category of mitzvah lekayim divrei hames. It's a mitzvah to fulfill the words of someone who has died. And therefore, even though there was no Kenyan, Rav Papa acknowledges, but when you get to town, you have a mitzvah upon you to fulfill the words of the person who gave you the money. And apparently, this is something we're being taught here, giving to the inheritors is considered a fulfillment of the words of the person who sent you. Mitzvah Likayim Divrei Ames is not only on the person he said to give it to, but even on that person's inheritors. And therefore, if the person who gave you the money is still alive, so then Mitzvah Likayim Divrei Ames doesn't come into play. But if it's a case where that person died, then even though there was no Kenyan, there's a mitzvah to fulfill their words, and you would be able to give it, you're supposed to give it, to the inheritors. Yeshe Thank you for joining.